This is High Stakes from Gerard Phillips, Kate, and Hancock. This is High Stakes. I'm David Schifrin. Have you noticed it? The attitude towards and the narrative around hospitals and health systems is changing. What's going on and what does it mean? Our CEO, David Gerard, weighs in. It has become apparent over just the last couple of months that the perception of hospitals and healthcare providers as a whole has changed. What's going on there? Yeah, I was I was thinking as we were preparing for this conversation about the media that we've seen just in the last two weeks that, that have been placing hospitals under what I consider a new level of, uh, of scrutiny, and it's just January. I think we're going to see more and more as we uh, as we get into the year. So I, I begin to make just a list of the stories, um, and I, I stopped making lists because it, it was getting too long. But there was Paul Paul Keckley's piece, right, that said it's a make or break year for community hospitals. There's the Bloomberg piece, an excellent piece over the weekend on uh, hospitals going bankrupt in the United States and closing and leaving poor and vulnerable people without access to acute care. There's Melanie Evans' story in the Wall Street Journal, reporting on the New England Journal of Medicine piece, uh, questioning the value of mergers and whether they were actually good for the quality of care uh, that's delivered. We have other media um, asking hospitals how they treat patients who are unable to pay their bills and why they're taking them to court, as many of them do, is a right and fair and just thing to do in light of their mission. And we have other media who are scrutinizing hospitals across the country on their tax-exempt status. Are they earning it? Are they providing services that actually are equal to the benefit they, they are receiving by not having to pay taxes? From one side or the other, this, the scrutiny on their margins or their wealth is reaching a new level, and I think it's, I think it's going to continue. So we've got all this increasing scrutiny from so many different sources and so many different angles. And on top of that, we are now rolling into an election year. So talk about how that affects the healthcare landscape and uh, healthcare organizations. If you're running for public office, you uh, listen closely to what the voters are saying, what's on their mind, what are they concerned about. And in almost every survey, we look at the ability to pay your medical bill, the cost of care is the number one or the number two issue on people's minds. It's not lost on the average person that the leading cause of personal bankruptcy in the United States is the inability to pay your health care bill. And as consumerism causes more and more people to actually fund their care, because they've been protected by insurance in the past, it's moving from concern to anger to rage. And that is a powerful weapon for any presidential candidate to tap into. So we've set the stage with the current landscape at this moment in time. What do healthcare leaders need to be doing about it? Three things. They need to pay attention. They need to watch the watch their weather radar, if you will, and see the, the big line of thunderstorms moving into their zip code. Because the scrutiny is coming, and with it is going to come anger and misunderstanding. And to acknowledge that and not be surprised by it. They need to be preparing for it, meaning they need to scrutinize themselves before they're scrutinized by others. How do they treat uh, their patients who aren't uh, unable to pay? Do they actually provide care that's in excess of their tax-exempt status? What are their malpractice 
levels, on and on with, with the list of possible questions you could ask. But it's, it's right to anticipate, not only so you're not surprised by it, so that your story's ready for it. And so you have taken the time when the question comes to answer it authentically and transparently as possible, but proactively and confidently. And then the third thing is not to wait for the questions. Every, every hospital and health system has a story to tell about who they are and why they are and the care that they provide. And for years, so many systems have not had to do it. They've been protected. They've been sacred ground. They've had this hallowed uh, reputation in the community because of their mission and, and their purpose and, and the great things they do in their organization. I think that that force field of protection is fading rapidly. Um, and if you're a hospital or health system, don't wait for it to end. Be proactive. Get out into the community. Get out with the people who matter to you, certainly your nurses and physicians, but your, your lawmakers, your regulators, your, your, your patients, your business leaders, and, and be the source of truth. Be the teacher. Be the educator. So when the questions come, it comes in the context that you've created. Otherwise, without a context, it becomes a much more difficult situation. You've made the point before that if you don't tell the story, someone else will, and you may not like the story that they tell. There, there is always a story. There's always a narrative. The question isn't whether there's going to be a story or not about your hospital or your health system or how care should be delivered. The only question is, what is that story going to be? If, if you choose to engage in it, you can shape the story. And as the provider of care in your community, you ought to. And it's your space to take, but it's, it's not given anymore. You have to earn that place over and over again. And if you choose not to, others will. It could be the insurance company. It could be the new disruptor. It could be Walmart. It could be a labor union. Someone's going to fill that space with an explanation of what healthcare should be and how you're delivering it well. Thank you.